In many of our homes, it hardly seems like Christmas until we haul out the big box of ornaments from the attic or the storage room and start decorating the tree. There are, I am told, people who change the theme of their decor each year. These people invariably have large, elegant, stylish, designer-decorated trees where each ornament matches perfectly in scale and theme and color. These people have no children. <laughs> Homes with children or grandchildren or nieces or nephews always have an odd assortment of homemade or more accurately school or brownie or Cub Scout made ornaments that make up for what they may lack in artistic sensibility with an abundance of cuteness. Who can resist an English walnut teddy bear or a felt and fringe horse's head that turns an ordinary candy cane into a hobby horse? Where else would one find that unique mixture of construction paper and popsicle sticks and old Christmas cards except on grandmother's tree? After enough years, enough children and grandchildren, these simple little craft projects invariably crowd out the hundreds of glass and bejeweled store-bought ornaments. And each of these handcrafted ornaments carries with it a memory of a time or a place or a person that passed through our lives. Most of these items are seemingly indestructible, but every now and again, we find that a keepsake is broken beyond repair. A few years ago, when the last of my family's macaroni angels bit the dust, it was a bit poignant, a reminder that life, like a Christmas ornament, is delicate and fragile. Recently, we've had plenty of reminders of how fragile our life is. Over the past two years, our world has been turned upside down by a virus that continues to mutate. We have seen mass shootings, violence, hurricanes, and tornadoes. And many of us have lost loved ones and friends this year, making thoughts of a fragile world, of a fragile humanity, all too personal. Yes, human life is fleeting and precarious, so we take every step to ensure that our lives are healthy and as long as possible. Some of us get vaccinated. A few around here drive carefully. And most of us practice good hygiene. We do our best to eat simply, sensibly, except during this time of year, of course. We try to take care of ourselves, or at least not take ridiculous chances. None of us, for example, would enter a hospital, much less a delivery room that wasn't clean, one that had only straw for a mattress, one that usually housed animals and not people. We recognize that life is fragile and we want to play it safe. Jesus didn't try to play it safe. The eternal Son of God not only took on human flesh, not only became one of us, he did so in the most remote, the most impoverished, the most humble of circumstances imaginable. Born in a stable, surrounded by livestock, sleeping in a manger, 
Jesus completely embraced our fragile human nature. He could have waited to become incarnate a few centuries later when sanitation had improved, when the economy was better. But he came when he did, in what the scriptures tell us was the fullness of time. When the word became flesh, he subjected himself to every deprivation the world could throw at him. And ultimately, he conquered them. In the wonder of the incarnation, Jesus assumed our frail human nature so that he might exalt us, so that he might raise us to the Father. Yes, God himself loved us enough to accept humanity as delicate and fragile. So why is it that we find our fragile nature so difficult to embrace? Day after day, year after year, we struggle in vain to be our own master, to be in charge not only of our own destiny, but often the destinies of all of those around us. The world, or at least my little corner of it, would be a much better place if I were in charge, we tell ourselves. And it is a message echoed and re-echoed by our society. Everyone needs the best, the newest, the most expensive, the advertisers tell us. And especially at this time of year, we fall for it. I can make my own happiness if I only have enough money, enough power, enough electronic gadgets, enough control. Yes, it is control that we want. And when control slips through our grasp, as it always does, we grow frustrated, we become disenchanted, we lose heart. How can I be happy if I don't have everything I want? The message of Bethlehem, the message of Jesus Christ is meant for us. We should not fear losing control, especially when we accept that we never had it in the first place. Instead, like our infant king born in a stable, we too are invited to accept our fragile human nature with all of its limitations and all of its frailties. We too are invited to be as humble as the virgin mother of God, whose only shelter as she gave birth was with the animals. We too are called to be poor in spirit, as was the carpenter who put his faith in God and unselfishly cared for his new wife and her infant child. We too are asked to be as vulnerable as a child whose only bed was a manger, an animal's feeding trough. For it is only in accepting our fragile, delicate human nature that we can ever hope to be exalted. Tonight the choirs of angels beckon us to rejoice, not in wealth or power or prestige, but in the promise of a vulnerable child in a manger, in the power of his complete embrace of our frail human nature, in the warmth of his overpowering incarnate love. Merry Christmas.